Next on BYU Sports Nation, the most pleasant surprise of this BYU football season. The list of candidates is growing. We'll go live to BYU football practice as the Cougars turn the page to Michigan, plus a man who played in the only game against the Wolverines, Blaine Fowler. And big deal, no deal, BYU with a second Heisman Trophy candidate? Believe it. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, September 22nd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us once again. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who moonlights as a jazz flutist, Jerem Jordan. I am uh, not prepared for this. Sorry, what? <laughs> Bring it out of my sleeve. I love Anchorman. Still no haircut, my friend. I told you yesterday I didn't have time. Yesterday. Are you secretly in mourning at the thought of losing those curly locks? I said I'd get a haircut. I didn't say how much hair I'd get cut. I'm not, like, going uh, two around the whole thing. I know, but now it's because it's a part of you. Like, is it going to be hard for you to, to potentially cut off those locks? I think I'm going to keep the length in the back. Just thin it out, little, take the sides down. Yeah. Yeah, honor code office, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> no one said anything to me. Everyone's cool. Everyone's cool here, man. They're not a bunch of stiffs. They're great. Everyone's cool. Jerem's in prime form. And that brings us to our next topic. The Big Ten has signed off on BYU. Jerem... Again? Wait, this isn't news, people. Okay, it came out about, what, an hour ago? Brett McMurphy, ESPN, saying the Big Ten, uh, you know, now says that in its its self-imposed scheduling requirements uh, to play an out-of-conference game, at least one, they're not going to play FCS teams starting next year. They're, they need to play a, you know, Power 5 uh, team or Power 5 equivalent. Notre Dame and BYU on November, uh, July 31st, it was stated that they uh, count. So this is not news about BYU. It also came out last week, I believe, that uh, a newspaper reported, I can't remember which one, that Connecticut and Cincinnati would count as well. Now, the, you, may ask, you may ask why. Because they're on a couple of team schedules in the future, so the Big Ten and its self-imposed scheduling requirements says they, they've tailored, oh, yeah, Cincinnati and UConn count now. That's random. Which is random. Why not East Carolina, Tulane, Navy, Boise State, uh, Utah, whatever. Okay? They're not on schedules. That... Army is the news. Army is the news. The point the is BYU is not the news. BYU is not. It's, this isn't news. If you've watched this show and it's on every stinking day for an hour, we talked about this in July. July 31st. July 31st. BYU, Army, Notre Dame, UConn, Cincinnati, all included in that non-conference scheduling requirement for the Big Ten. Big Ten, ACC, SEC have all validated BYU as a Power 5 equivalent in scheduling. The Pac-12 and Big 12 have not. But the Pac-12 already does. Limited themselves. They, they, have, they haven't made them set or put themselves in a position where they have this requirement. You don't need to. You just do it, and it's cool. Like, like the, the, Big 12, the Big 12, I don't know why they haven't said anything. It doesn't matter. BYU doesn't really play Big 12 teams very often. Hey, Pac-12, Big 12, just do it. It's cool. It's cool, man. You want to do it? <laughs> Big 12, just invite BYU already. the peer already. pressure. Shia LaBeouf says this to the P- Big 12. Just do it. Just make your Flex. dreams come true. Flex. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Of all time. <laughs> 
football news and notes. Harvey Longy is the independent defensive player of the week. What does that even mean? Jordan Prater, however, will miss the Michigan game with an injury and discipline issue. And the USA Today's Gannett Heisman survey. Listen to this. Says Kai Nakua is a Heisman Trophy candidate. He has a third place vote. One of 15 guys listed. Kai Nakua. Hey, he's doing work, man. How about that? When you lead the nation in interceptions, you uh, and and you win two of three in two games. In two in games, two by games. the way, probably would have had like four against Nebraska. Then he would he would be on the radar. He's on the radar. Women's volleyball drops to number ten in the latest rankings after sweeping that team up north and the Parkway series with Utah Valley. That makes complete sense. Amy Boswell is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Congrats, Paul Asike figured out his visa situation. International probs. And he is back with the Chicago Bears practice squad. They announced that last night. Paul continuing his NFL dream. The Volleyball World Cup continues in Japan. Taylor Sander had five kills, three blocks, and two aces in the United States. Three-set win over Russia. Tomorrow, Team USA plays Argentina. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The surprises, revelations, and eye-openers within BYU football. The 22nd-ranked Cougars, I repeat, 22nd-ranked Cougars approach Michigan after a loss for week four of the 2015 college football season after what many would call a surprising 2-1 start. The disappointment is real, not winning at UCLA, but I cannot remember a time, Jerem, when the fan base as a collective whole was more optimistic after a loss. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, people are excited, and there have been some pleasant surprises, which brings us to our Twitter question today. Who has been the most pleasant surprise in the 2015 BYU football season? So we're talking individuals here. At YFangirl underscore JB, Kai Nakua has been a defensive force. Four interceptions in two games. Could he break the career record? Hashtag ballhawk. Now, the career record, that's an interesting question. The NCAA did not keep defensive statistics, uh, all of them, until the year in the year 2000, as Conan O'Brien would say. So it's, there's, it's tough to really look at that. Cougarstats.com, which I enjoy, it has a good reference on that. Uh, BYU officially will say they started at 2000. I'll look up what that is and uh, spit it out later. But use hashtag BYUSN and weigh in on this question. Who has been the most pleasant surprise for BYU so far? You can attribute optimism for BYU to a number of factors, like the Cougars being ranked and winning the first two games in miraculous fashion. And then barely losing. With a true freshman quarterback less than four months off his mission. But which player has you feeling the most like a glass half full fan? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Jerem, who do you got? I have Adam Hine. Uh, it'd be easy to say Tanner Mangum. Uh, and a lot of people are. We'll get to that in a minute. But I have Adam Hine. We didn't think BYU would have much of a run game maybe this year. It was a, it was a huge, huge concern, right? Adam Hine, uh, in game one, exerted himself later in the game, had a couple good runs, a 16 and a 20 that helped set up the Hail Mary, uh, and the field goal that led to that drive. If anybody told you that Adam Hine was going to rush Nuts. for 149 yards against UCLA, you would have laughed crazy. in their face. Well, before the season on this show, I said that Adam Hine needs to show me more to prove that he can be a good running back. He has shown that. The O-line has blocked well. So now he's uh, become a force for BYU on pace to put up 11-16. Say what? 
uh, on the year in rushing yards. And per carry, his average is off the chart right now, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Adam Heaney is averaging 6.1 yards per carry. 6.1? It was, we, we did this last week, and it was 5.7. Again, say what? 6.1 for Adam Heaney. Don't call me Adam Hine, Adam Heaney. <laughs> the UCLA guy. Adam Hine on the carry. You have one job. Johnny as, Linehan into punt. You have one. I know BYU is, has hard names, and he's Haitian. It's different, right? You have one job if you're the public address announcer or play-by-play. Get the names correct. <laughs> Speak English goodness. He deserves to have his last name called correctly after what he has done. Good grief. We're seeing a ton of response for Tanner Mangum, and that's not a shock, as you mentioned, Jerem. Dude has been unbelievable. Deservedly so. But I don't know that he has surprised me the most of anyone. The guy that has provided a stunning difference in my mind and a needed one on defense is Kai Nakua. Four interception leads the country. Did it in two games. He Wild. didn't even play against Nebraska. He anchored that shutdown performance against the chosen Josh Rosen. <laughs> Made him look terrible. He was terrible. USA Today's Gannett Heisman survey, as we just referenced, has Kai Nakua with a third-place Heisman vote right now. I wonder who gave him a vote. Was it you? It was not me. It was you. I wish I had a vote. Good <laughs> grief. Kind of cool has been balling out. By the way, the answer to the question, nine is the single season record. Uh, Dave Atkinson and Gene Franz uh, did that, 71-62. The career record's 20. So he's probably not going to set the career record, but he could set the season record. We'll see. you got to have multi- he has multi-pick. Four. He has four. You're going to have, uh, what, 10 other games? Again, he did it in two games. Now, his instincts are accelerated because he played quarterback in high school. Oh, yeah. Ball, ball hawk. He understands where a lot of these guys are going to go when they decide where to go because he was a quarterback. That's a huge advantage. And that happens. You'll see a kid in high school who is a quarterback or whatever, and they, you bring him in and he's not a quarterback, and some of the fans go, hey, what are you doing? The, this is what BYU does. You bring in a good athlete, and you can turn him into a good player at a different position. So when, when Kainakua came to BYU, he came in with Dallin Levitt. And I remember last year in fall camp, you and I were looking at both these guys, and you said, hey, I like Kai, and I said, hey, I like Dallin. Unfortunately, Dallin left for Utah State, but Kainakua has become a good player for BYU. And this secondary, we had all these questions, right, before the season? Man, this secondary, a lot of question marks. They've, I think they played pretty well. Micah Hanneman is learning on the job still. I think that Michael Davis has been solid. Michael Wadsworth's playing good football. Michael Shelton has been Leading good. The team and tackles. Sound. Yeah. And, and then there's Kainakua, who is picking off passes in the secondary. A, a la Andrew Rich. It's nice to have a safety that makes plays back Spencer there. Hadley yesterday, and he said, I'm a front seven guy. He's a linebacker. He said, it pains me to say this, but I think the secondary has been the strongest part of the BYU defense. Isn't that wild? I, still, I, I don't agree with that through the first three games. Uh, but that's what Spencer sees. That's what he sees from his position. Kai's got a little crazy in him, too, which is a good thing. <laughs> you know, Blaine Fowler would call it the idiot factor. I, I don't <laughs> see it the same way. To me, he's more fun. I don't know. On the pregame show, we showed him dancing. I, th- I think he's more fun than crazy. You think he's crazy? I think, well, a, good, a little crazy. Crazy, crazy is like, uh, like Wani Unga had that. Brandon Ogletree, like there's a loose screw in there somewhere, which is a great thing for a linebacker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 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 idiot is like, 
I, you hate to call anyone an idiot. I, I don't want to call anyone an idiot. In the most but, loving but, way possible. But, like, really aggressive and dominating that way. Dustin Reichert. Like, a guy that you don't want to be, you don't want to upset in any way. Like, in Star Wars, let the Wookiee win. He's going to pull off your arm if you don't win. Like, <laughs> that kind of guy. You know what I mean? Chewbacca equals... Okay, in, in that instance, yeah. John Chroma, I, I don't know. If you are comparing the crazy to, I'm going to pull off your arm like a Wookiee. Like, then, I hate getting yeah, my probably not. arm pulled out of its socket. That is the worst. <laughs> Some other guys that have surprised. How about Harvey Longy? Playing on both sides of the ball against UCLA. He's been impressive. Now, now, now my one thing there is the tackling in the second half. Longy, Picula, Jail, those guys. It wasn't crazy strong. That was deficient, and Paul Perkins ran through tackles, and BYU loses the game because of that. But, I no, I feel you on Harvey Longy. He's becoming a spectacular player for BYU. Mitchell Jurgens, take away that holding call. After, you saw what he, what he can do. We saw what he can do against Dude. Boise State, but that play he made against UCLA that got called back was unbelievable. Middle na- his middle name is Yak. No, I guess, because he was, he was dynamite. He would have 300 yards receiving on the year. If it weren't for that play. And that's one of the plays that hurts. How about Trevor Sampson? He has not missed five, a field goal. for five on the season. Some of you are saying, but how can you not pick Tanner Mangum? Uh, throw him in there. Yeah, Tanner Mangum. Tanner yeah, Mangum sure. absolutely belongs in this conversation. He's probably number one. It's we almost like overlooking him. Tanner Mangum in our answers. But in I just kind of feel like I... I saw I saw what Tanner Mangum could do in fall camp, and so I think that the expectations and the the build up and the hype for him coming out of high school, I'm not shocked that he's doing this. I, it, it's been a pleasant surprise, no doubt. Tanner Mangum's performance on a big stage was a pleasant His surprise. Progression he's been really good. Has been accelerated, which is amazing. Yeah, and I still give him the whole season to figure it out because then the next three are his, man, and this season is his. But he's a true freshman. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS and join us on BYU Sports Nation. Who has been the most pleasant surprise in the 2015 BYU football season? Back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At JD Sauna. For me, it is Adam Hine. Hine has become clear number one running back when it wasn't really talked about as part of the plan to start the season, which was your initial point. He was the number three. Nate Carter was ahead of him. Algernon Brown, who unfortunately missed the game and hurt his knee, was expected to be the number one. Remember, BYU leaned on non-Jamal Williams guys last year for the back five or six, but it was Paul Asike that was kind of the cog there. Algernon Brown was good. For some reason, that hadn't worked. Adam Hine has become the number one. He's transformed into this stud running back. Some people are wondering, well, what? how come he wasn't the number one guy coming out of camp? Bronco Mendenhall alluded to this yesterday in his post-practice conversation with the media that Adam was kind of banged up. He was not healthy. He missed a lot of the summer workouts. And now they are saying he's, he's finally getting back to game form. I would love condition. to hear this before the guy explodes for that. Just be like, watch out for this guy. And then you'd have a clue. It's, like, it's easy to go back and be like, yeah, he's healthy now. See? See? 149. He's healthy. At John underscore John underscore L. John John L. Wow. Nice. T. John Karoma, his snaps have been right on, and right. he holds his blocks the whole play. Also, no penalties. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good acknowledgement. That's a next-level tweet because when, when, when there's omission, we need to acknowledge that sometimes, right? There hasn't been negative. There's been nothing, which has been awesome. When you don't talk about him. Like snaps and fumbles and doing a really good job. and whatever. Yeah. 
Up next, one of the two BYU quarterbacks who has lined up against Michigan, Blaine Fowler. What's his number one concern for the Cougs heading into Michigan? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We are 12,200 strong and growing. Tonight, Inside BYU Football, a brand new episode at 7.30 Eastern Time. Check it out on BYU TV. If you missed last week's or you want to watch it again, that's at 7 Eastern Time. So check it out, Inside BYU Football. Last week's at 7. This week's brand new edition at 7.30. Check it out. I can't wait to see it. Who has been the most pleasant surprise in the 2015 BYU football season? Our Twitter question of the day. At Crazy Kook Fanatics, we said Trevor Sampson has been money with the extra points and field goals. 5 for 5 this season, 19 for 21 in his BYU career. That's pretty stinking good. Wow. That is, made, that is. And he hit a 45-yarder. Now, my only criticism there is we need, BYU, needs a guy that goes high 40s, low 50s, too. Samson's money, 45 and in. BYU has not allowed him. Yeah, have they even tried him? No. From that distance? No. He kicked a, a couple of 52-yarders in, in the fall camp yeah. games. This year they have not. But you get three, you're going to get a couple more points per game, and in a game like that, that might have made a difference. Had BYU, got, had BYU advanced the ball one more first down in the last game, I think Trevor Sampson is kicking a would-be game-winning field goal. That's how close it was. I'm having a hard time seeing your face because I am blinded by the bling that just walked into the studio on the finger of Blaine Fowler. His national championship ring is in the house. It's that week, Michigan. Uncle B, welcome back to Studio B. It's good to be here. I I promised Dave McCann a couple weeks ago, he goes, hey, when is Michigan week? You promise you just wear your ring all week? And I go, yeah, I'll wear it all week <laughs> in <laughs> honor of Michigan Week. So I, I got to admit I haven't worn it all week. But I am going to wear it for all of our shows this week. And I'm going to wear it on the sidelines in Ann Arbor. So And be like, I had seven more pass attempts than Jim Harbaugh in the Holiday <laughs> just in, Bowl, everybody. Ju- just in case <laughs> we get in a fight, too, because – if you hit somebody with this, let's, <laughs> hey, given, given recent uh, events, let's not get in a fight, all right? It's just not saying. good. You just leave a, what does it say in the top? It says National Champions 84. Who wants a National Championships 84 in the middle of their forehead? So nobody's going to fight you with this. There's something. some BYU fans that wouldn't mind that, I think. <laughs> Would you please hit me with your National Championship ring? <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. That's a weird request. I realize why I don't wear it a lot, though. It's really big. If you ever, your Super Bowl rings and National Championship, they're too big. Like, yeah, we totally know what that's like, Blaine. You, yeah, I know. You guys know what I'm talking about, don't you? They're, they're, My region cross the good news championship is ring is huge. When the television's not coming in well, I can just stand over there, put one hand on the TV, and hold this up like this. <laughs> and, and I'm good. We get great reception. So it hold also show, serves show. as a satellite dish or receiver of some oh sort. My Blaine Fowler and his national championship ring from 1984 in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, our Twitter question today is, who has been the most pleasant surprise for BYU football this year. So I'm going to go. I've been listening to you guys uh, all the way down. By the way, I just stream you. I don't have Sirius. So I put it on my phone, and I stream it on my phone, and then listen to it on the Bluetooth on my phone. Thanks it's that, that simple, thanks everybody. Thanks for that plug. Technology That's is that beautiful. simple, everybody. You can stream it live anytime you want, so you do not have to miss these guys. Anytime you're in your car, you should be able to do this, or wherever you're at. So Let me see how much I got in my wallet. Hold on. So, so I was listening to you, and I'm going to go a little different. I, I have been pleasantly surprised by the offensive line Mm. because that was my biggest question mark coming in. And I know we talk about the secondary and all that, um, but, but the offensive line, 
especially from game two on. First of all, from game one on, they've been really stellar in pass protection. I've been very impressed with how they've come together in pass protection. And they've shown signs of being a really good run-blocking team. Not not consistent enough for me yet. But that was my biggest question mark. They were all coming back. Was not a real effective group last year. Could they have the nastiness uh, to stand up to these really physical teams they'd be playing in the first four games? And the answer for me is a resounding yes. They have a physical presence about them that has been very, very impressive and and has surprised me a little bit. I, I, you know, I, maybe I'm a little surprised at how Adam Hine has come on. And, that was and, my pick. Yeah, he's he's been he's been fantastic. But I think that's also a result of getting some holes opened. Up front and sure. and the defense, I was surprised at some of the things they ran last. <laughs> some of the things they ran last Saturday, that was that reminded me of when Bronco was coaching at New Mexico. The one six there, four. There was I was getting I was going through plays that we're we're looking at for after further review later tonight, and and I pride myself on knowing defenses, and I'm, I look at this play and I go I I can't figure out what this is. I'm watching it on film and slowing it down. I'm going <laughs> I don't even know what they're running. Like it, it looks like it ends up in man, but I think it's zone. Is can that possibly be too? So finally, I call Gavin on the phone who who plays. I go, Gavin, I'm gonna text you a clip of a film right now. I need you to tell me what coverage this. I've never had to do that before. And he goes, Oh, Michael Shelton's lining up on the line of scrimmage and he's running into too deep. And I go, Oh. Wow! No wonder Rosen was confused as heck. I watched it four times and I couldn't. How he's if how's... you're confused, imagine Josh Rosen in the moment. Yeah, so he's trying to read it on the line of scrimmage. He sees a look pre-snap that there's no way this is too deep zone. Bronco did a masterful job of confusing the young quarterback. Wow! It was it was so impressive. Um, and there's some risks you take, but Bronco played the percentages of what they run in certain situations, and we saw some really fun blitz combinations last week. So. Broncos' level of um, creativity defensively has surprised me a little bit, especially in that last game. I loved it. I thought it was great. When you look at uh, the UCLA game, obviously rush defense, you got to start there. Uh, what Michigan does is different than what UCLA does in the run game, kind of a, a spread speed uh, rush game for UCLA, the power rush game for Michigan. How does BYU defend that? And uh, Are they more uh, built to defend that kind of run? They should be. They should be better um, defending Michigan's run. Michigan, they do a lot of power where they pull a play side tackle out in front on a toss, or they pull both guards and get up on a on a counter like we call it a counter tray. Um, they come right at you, and their mentality is, "We're going to be more physical than you. We're just going to knock you out the ball." UCLA's, you're exactly right. They they spread you out a little bit more. The threat that they're going to throw it upfield or get it outside with their speed makes you feel like you've got to be spread out a little bit more, and then they hit the seams, and Michigan doesn't have Paul Perkins. Like he's Paul, an unbelievable running Paul Perkins back. is the best player in the country that nobody knows about. How, how does that guy lead the Pac-12 in rushing last year? And crickets. And he's him. honorable mention all Pac-12? He's the best running back I've seen BYU play in a long time. His combination of quickness, balance, strength... He's an NFL guy. And reminds me of Melvin Gordon. His, Probably since BYU played Melvin Gordon in 2013. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and his yardage total last year as a running back, second all-time in UCLA history for a single season. UCLA's had some great, you know, amazing running backs. So I'm not taking anything away from Michigan's backs. They're different. They're bigger. 
They're more physical. They run more downhill. They don't make nine guys miss and make you whiff and and stretch a play that maybe should be six yards into a seven yard play. They pound it at you. They're physical. They're they're they go. They're glad to get five, six, seven yards at a time. That's Jim Harbaugh football. It's NFL football. So it's a little bit different. BYU's got to hold up strength wise in there, and I don't. I would think that they would do a better job this week against that Michigan, especially because you can crowd the line of scrimmage a little more because they haven't shown the ability to throw it downfield very well up to this point this season. So, And Rosen earlier in the year for UCLA had thrown the ball upfield. So they're, they're physical. They're good. They're veteran up front, but they're not quite as explosive as UCLA offensively. Because of the Harbaugh tie, Bronco Mendenhall said, Michigan is basically Stanford. Yeah. Big smash mouth football, a lot of beefy offensive linemen, two tight end sets. So he's anticipating that's what's going to happen. And it's no surprise. I mean, BYU's going to see the run a ton. But is that where your number one concern lies with this BYU team right now is in their ability to stop the run against Michigan? Yeah, we talk about our biggest surprises. My biggest disappointment is, is that they've struggled to stop the run. And that that's something that BYU is usually really good at over the years. Even when they've not been great defensively, they've always been able to stop the run. That's the number one challenge against Michigan. And like we said, it's a little bit different. Michigan does two things really well. They they get numbers on you and get hats on hats, and they get real physical and run downhill. And then they play action pass. And they've got a tight end that's a big-time NFL guy. You watch him and you go, oh, this guy's going to play in the NFL next year. Jake Butt. Yep, and he is – who they look to, and that's who Jake Rudock is most comfortable with. So if they can get their run game going, then they can play action pass off that and then look for him to look for Jake Butt. And, and if BYU can smack Jake Butt at the line of scrimmage so that he doesn't get a clean release every time, and if they can control that run game, then all of a sudden you can control Michigan's offense. Now, on the other side of the ball, Michigan's defense, this is the best defense BYU's seen this year. They're, they're as good or better than Boise State. They're better, they're, better than, than they're better than UCLA defensively. They're physical. They're really, really sound. And I've watched that defense. I've watched them every game. They're getting better every quarter. So, And that's a hallmark of a well-coached team. I've got a lot of respect for Jim Harbaugh. They're getting better every quarter. And I saw them in person against Utah, went up to the Utah game. They got better as that game progressed. Um, so this is a very formidable defense and, and very physical. BYU – They've got to be able to run it a little bit so that they can do a little bit of the play-action stuff themselves. But I do think if there's an opportunity, BYU can throw the ball in the intermediate routes and do some of that against Michigan. This is a very good defense, though. This season's so interesting because BYU doesn't play these kind of games, and then they don't win two of three in these situations. Is BYU better equipped than Michigan, uh, maybe prepared for this game, because BYU's already played two tough road games and won? Yeah, they're not going to be in awe at all when they go into the big house. So there's going to be 108,000 people. Big deal. They just played it in Nebraska. Played in front of 108 or 110 last year at Texas. That, when we played, so this is a long, long time ago, when we would play in an environment like that, it, you know, you, it kind of took you back a little bit. You look around and go, wow, look at, you know, when we played at Georgia in front of 88,000 with Herschel Walker starting at tailback, I remember going, oh, man, this is wild. We don't get to do this very often. Well, BYU does it all the time now. This is these kids expect to go and play well in that environment and expect to win. So their mentality is different than it was years ago. This isn't a one-time deal once a year. It's every week that they're playing these kinds of uh, environments. So that won't phase them at all. Um, my, my favorite matchup for this game, so BYU, another pleasant surprise, they're back in the top 25 in passing offense in the country, which they mm. haven't been for a little bit. So, so they're 24th in the country, 310.7. That's what their backup quarterback. How's that? 
That's a big surprise. That's yeah. fun. Michigan's number 13 in the nation in pass defense. So we're going to, if you want two top 25 units going against each other, it's BYU's pass offense against Michigan's pass defense. That's fun. How much has Michigan's pass defense really been tested with the likes of Utah, Oregon State, and UNLV? Yeah, Utah can't throw the ball upfield. They really struggle. Um, they, they haven't been tested. I think BYU's receivers are going to be the best group they've seen. So they're going to create the most problems for them upfield. I mean, Michigan's not bad in run D. They're 14th in run D. They're, this is the number seven total defense in the country. They only have been giving up 236, but they haven't seen an offense as dynamic as BYU's. And so this, it's really fun. That's my, I'm loving the matchup. I want to see if BYU's receivers can get open and if Tanner Mangan can be protected by that line and throw it against what I think is the best defense that, Michigan, that, that they're going to face up to this point in the season. Maybe all season. You know, Missouri, I don't know how they're going to be by the time BYU gets there, but this may be the best defense they're going to see all year. Tanner Mangum, I thought, took a, a step in the right direction. Uh, last week, I called for him to be better in the short game, the timing throws. He was really good in the 5-9 to nine, uh, category. Not a ton intermediate, nothing really deep. But I think he, he – how would you evaluate his performance against UCLA and where he's headed? I th- think he's getting better. I think he's, he's standing in and delivering throws like – He's getting better every quarter because he's starting to get a feel for things. Um, the one area that we're going to watch him continue to grow as the season progresses, and this is just what happens with all young quarterbacks, is he's going to get the ball out quicker. So there's a few times where um, he, he'll hold on to it and he needs to throw it right when the receiver's coming off their break. Because in high school, when the receiver comes off their break, if they're open, they usually get more open. So you that give was them an, 12 years ago yeah, for you, Tanner. Exactly. You give them an extra half a second, and they're <laughs> going to be more open. In college, especially at the level of UCLA with the kind of speed they have or Michigan, they come out of their break, they're open. A half a second later, the DB closes and they're covered. So he's got to get the ball out. He's been able to uh, accommodate that because he's so – got such a great feel for the game that he won't get it out on time and then he'll just shuffle his feet or run out to the right and he'll make a play on the run. It's fantastic that he can do that, but we'll watch him grow. We'll see him stand in the pocket more as the season progresses and deliver balls on time because from a skill set perspective, I mean, if that's the only thing I can find wrong with what he's doing right now, we're, we're talking about a pretty special player. And start he, two at number 10 on the road. He, he can make every throw there were moments every in that UCLA throw. game he can make every throw he's got unbelievable touch when his feet aren't in proper position which is something you just have or you don't have you saw it on the double move to Mitch Matthews for the yep. touchdown his feet weren't in great position on that he was off of his back foot he still is unbelievably accurate even when he's on the run um, and he's got a composure about him and a feel some quarterbacks are like robots out there with what you watch them in seven on seven and it's like they're just throwing bbs all over the field like everything's right on and then they get in a game and they just don't have pocket presence they don't have a good feel they don't see things you watch him and you go this kid has it he's got feel he understands where the pressure's coming from he knows where to escape where the lanes are to escape and he can make all the throws if if they can keep him healthy and and protect him in that we're He's as impressive a young quarterback as I've seen at BYU that I can remember. Wow. Like, like John Beck was really skilled um, as a freshman and had to play as a freshman. You know, Max Hall wasn't here as a freshman. What about a younger Ty Detmer who got some he, run as a freshman he, he at remi- the end? His feel for the game reminds me of Ty Detmer, but he has way more arm strength than Ty Detmer. So now Ty Detmer, uncanny ability to just break a defense down in his mind like that and get the ball off on time. 
Um, but but that's what we're talking about. His skill set, we're talking about that kind of a skill set with him. And so I hate to put that much pressure on somebody this young. But I, You're not I, the first. Everyone I, has I, already. I, but I've watched him from a very, you know, critical not critical i don't want to not say i'm criticizing but i've watched it critically to say what are his feet looking like how how is his pocket presence how's the ball coming out what's his delivery look like i I watched travis wilson up at utah i don't know how he completes a ball his throwing motion his mechanics are so horrible it's unbelievable (laughs) and so what what i've decided is is that he he's got the best hand-eye coordination of anybody i've ever seen in my life because there's no way you can throw the ball the way he throws it and complete a ball consistently but he does you watch Tanner Mangum and you go, wow, this is pretty flawless. Like his motion, his release point is perfect. The rotation with his hand is perfect. His feet are good. He's, it, it is fun to watch. It gets me really excited. I haven't been this excited about a young quarterback at BYU for a long time. He, if he continues now, he's not NFL Sorry, ready. Jake. Not NFL ready. But, but if he can progress and work hard the way I know he will, this is BYU's best shot at a big-time NFL guy in a long time. Blaine Fowler's school bus leaves at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 Mountain, with after further review. (laughs) Tonight, live on BYU TV, you can witness the national championship ring once again on that show. i got to be careful because, like, we... We always like to put Dave McCann in a position where we get to hit him and the displays. <laughs> I got to be careful I don't catch him on the chin or something with that because it could be bad. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I punched you on the chin there, Dave. <laughs> it could drop really a lot good of stuff. Money After maker, further review tonight, eight Eastern, six Mountain. Before you leave, th- this is how we're going to end it, Blaine. This from at Eric Bigger, member of BYU Sports Nation, tweets in: Did Blaine just use the phrase "quote smack Jake butt" quote on BYU TV? Can you say? Can I say that on BYU? You did. His name it is happened. Jake Butt. It's over. And you use the verb smack. You got to smack Jake Butt. That <laughs> is, and that that is, is a philosophy that will win you a football game this week. Smack Jake Butt and, and make sure you don't let people run the ball and you got it made against Michigan. Jake Butt is a tight end. Really? Of all the positions? Really? Come on. We, we got to get out of this segment. <laughs> Up next, big deal, no deal. BYU has two guys in Heisman conversations. This is BYU Sports Nation. Jake Bottom? Oh, my goodness. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Super Tuesday starts tonight at 6 Eastern with the rebroadcast of this very program, BYU Sports Nation, followed by 7 Eastern inside BYU football from the Boise State Week. 7.30 Eastern, the new inside BYU football from UCLA Week. Followed by David Bryan and the guys on After Further Review. It's a Super Tuesday on BYU TV. Super Three straight hours. Tuesday. It's my favorite. Let's refresh today's BYU song. Sports Nation headlines. <laughs> Harvey Longy is the independent defensive player of the week. However, Jordan Prater will miss the Michigan game at cornerback with an injury and discipline issue. And then there's this. USA Today's Gannett Heisman survey. What's that? Has Kai Nakua earning a third-place vote? He is one of 15 players on that Heisman list right now. Wow. Kai Nakua. Well, then. Women's volleyball. I don't know how to transition out of that. Women's volleyball drops to 10th in the latest rankings after sweeping that team up north in Utah Valley. Amy Boswell is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Nice job. Paul Asike back in the NFL, continuing his next-level football dream. He figured out his visa situation as (laughs) as an international player. And now he is signed again with the Chicago Bears practice squad. Congratulations to Paul. 
And the Volleyball World Cup continues in Japan. Taylor Sander had five kills, three blocks, and two aces in, in the United States sweep of Russia. Tomorrow, Team USA plays Argentina. You know what it's time to do? Mm-hmm. Big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Here's how it works. We throw out a situation, Jeremy and I, We'll decide if it is a big deal or no deal. Pretty self-explanatory. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Michigan is seventh nationally in total defense given up. No deal. They played an FCS team called UNLV, and they played a mediocre Oregon State. Sorry, Zach Nyborg. You guys are building. Uh, and then a good Utah team. That's it. BYU and what they've played is very different than what Michigan's played. The stats in the first four games I kind of don't look at with a lot of strength or weight because not everyone plays strong teams. So the fact that Michigan's seventh in total defense, I acknowledge that the defense is good for Michigan, but we don't know how good they played UNLV, Oregon State, and Utah. I will say big deal because they shut down Utah. Utah only scored 17 offensive points against the Michigan. Utah, at home, only put up 17 offensive points with a returning Experienced quarterback Travis Wilson. It was game one as well. Everyone's figuring it out a little bit. So what can BYU do with their dynamic pass offense, short to mid-range with Tanner Mangum and that bevy of receivers against a Michigan secondary that hasn't really been tested? They shut down Devontae Booker. Therein lies the fun part, yeah. They shut they down shut a good down the running run. back. Yeah. But what can BYU's pass offense do against they, that pass They defense? haven't seen the Haitian sensation. Adam Machine. That's right. Have they? With Devontae. And we Hine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. A 12 p.m. local start for BYU at Michigan. Big deal in that Bronco Mendenhall said it's sort of, uh, it's so early in the day, and BYU's been playing these, like, 4 a.m. games, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get home at, like, 2 a.m. I'm like, what just happened? Everyone at church, are you tired? Yeah, everyone's tired. This one I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to go to bed early Friday because this is at 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern. Look, so BYU's gonna. It's a different workflow. I say it's a big deal because Big Ten teams play these games more often than BYU does. It's there's just a little difference. Wake up a little bit. Uh, maybe BYU's got to set the alarms early. I don't know. It's a big deal. I say no deal because BYU practices every morning at 6 a.m. Nailed it. They, I changed mine to no it deal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they will be ready to play. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Travis Tuiloma tweets he hopefully will play this week against Michigan. No oh. no deal until he goes on the field and we see that he's effective with the knee injury. Uh, no no deal. It, it would be a really big deal if he if played he in gets the game on the field, and he was good. It would be a monumental deal. But the, but the fact that he tweets hopefully, yeah, that's the question. Just if no we, deal. He has to play. I say, I say no deal. Okay. If he plays, enormous deal. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill is still BYU's second leading rusher. How about that? Big deal. It worries me that you lean on one guy in any position. In any position. No one. Adam Hine is running the ball a lot. You don't want him to get hurt. People get hurt. If Adam Hine gets hurt, who's, who's behind him? That makes me a little nervous. And I'm going to knock the heck out of this wood right now because Adam Hine is a huge part of what BYU is doing this season. I say big deal and right along the lines with you. Who comes in? to run the ball besides Adam Hine. Algie Brown is banged up. 
Nate Carter has been hasn't had the strongest start to the season. Ineffective in his, I'm not great in what he has done thus far. Yeah, not that he's not trying hard. It just it hasn't worked right now. So who besides Adam Hine can run the ball? They brought in Harvey Long right on third and short. Okay, yeah, you brought in a linebacker. That tells you where the rushing game's at for third and short. So this is a big deal. Who besides Hine? Number five. Big deal, no deal. Kaina Cooler receiving a third-place vote in a USA Today Heisman survey. No deal. It's cool. Uh, big deal would be like being in the top five or when Tanner Mingham was number one. You know, But it's early. It's early. Just have fun with it. I say no deal, but it's cool. I say it's a big deal because it means BYU is getting noticed that much more. Specifically, BYU's Co- safety. Would Kaina it's not Tanner in two Mangum. games, would he in two games be getting a Heisman Trophy vote if BYU hadn't taken the nation's attention by storm with crazy wins at the last minute? And his four interceptions. It's just more notoriety, and I like it. It's all good. So for now, I didn't know what the Gannett, Gannett Heisman survey was until this. Gannett and owns he, USA Today, and he got one. That's fantastic for them. Uh, they got he got one third place vote. Like, hey, cool man, yeah, big deal. No, but it's cool. Big deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question today: Who has been the most pleasant surprise in the 2015 BYU football season? At Mama MG, what is that? Mama MJG says the secondary preseason. I was worried, but now for the first time in a long time, I don't have nervous sweats about them. I don't think BYU will face, you know, a team that really challenges them in that way. I thought, I thought UCLA would, but BYU played well. Cincinnati, maybe with Gunnar Keel, who got a concussion, I believe over the weekend. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Up next, we'll go live to BYU football practice because they practice early, and we'll be ready for Michigan. Again, that's no deal. Yeah, I changed it. Just line them up and play it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, watch the rebroadcast. It launched back on September 1st, weeknights, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Inside BYU Football Tonight, part of Super Tuesday. After further review, really good stuff coming. We are going seven thirty Eastern tonight. We are going to do something that we have never done before. We've never on this done show. this before ever. And we're gonna we're gonna tell you uh, logical things. An early oh, no, edition. Oh no no no! We're do- oh we're doing something else. <laughs> An early edition of the Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. What's going on? Football news and notes. Harvey Long is the Independent Defense Player of the Week for whatever it's worth. Jordan Prater will miss the Michigan game with an injury and discipline issue in the USA Today's Gannett Heisman survey. Kai Nakua earned a third place vote. He's one of 15 players list. Women's volleyball. The 10th ranked BYU Cougars dropped a spot in the latest rankings from 9 to 10 after sweeping Utah and Utah Valley. What? Not sure what that's about. Amy Boswell is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Cougars in the NFL. Paul Asike figured out his visa situation. He's back with the Bears practice squad. Congrats, Paul. Men's volleyball. He's going to see the field this year. He's going to do it. The Volleyball World Cup continues from Japan. Taylor Sander, former BYU standout, had five kills, three blocks, and two aces in the United States. Three-set win against Ruski. Tomorrow. Soccer. 
Team USA plays Argentina. We're anxious to get to soccer. Ashley Hatch is on this week's Top Drawer Soccer Team of the Week after the game-winning goal against Oregon State last week. Also, the new NSCA ranking should come out in the next little bit. Uh, we'll let you know if that happens on the show. Golf. The men's team tied for 11th after day one at the Husky Invitational in Seattle, Washington. Patrick Fishburne tied for 20th at 6 over par, while C.J. Lee is tied for 23rd at 7 over. Cougars in the association. Jennifer Hampson and the L.A. Sparks play a pivotal game three in the playoffs versus the Minnesota Lynx tonight in the... On ESPN2 at 9 Eastern. Semifinals. Cross country. The men's cross country team remains number 13 in the top 25. And women's cross country, number 23 in that national poll. So still five different top 25 teams on campus, Jim. Awesome. Pretty cool stuff. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is BYU defensive line coach Steve Kafusi. Coach, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, thanks, thank you for having me. So we've been asking people across the country today, who has been the most pleasant surprise on this BYU team? For you, Coach, who has been the most pleasant surprise among your personnel? Um, both you talking about my group or all, all, everybody? You can go anywhere you want with that question. Well, I've been pleasantly surprised with, uh, you know, obviously Tanner. You know, I, I knew before he left on his mission that uh, – you know, we're able to have a glimpse into what he's capable of doing in that spring, you know. And uh, got a great arm, strong arm, and uh, very intelligent, you know, plays a lot of poise. And, and then even when Taysom um, was injured, you know, I, I had no doubt, you know, that he was going to go in and he was going to surprise a lot of people. And so it, it's been pleasant to watch him and, and his uh, progress. How about from your group, the defensive line? Uh you know, you know, we're down in the trenches. Nobody cares about what we're doing. So, <laughs> we care, Steve. I, you know, I tell I tell my players, hey, we're, we're the no-name guys here. You know, we do our job here, and don't be looking for any uh, sympathy or, you know, pat in the back. You know, that's that's what we do down there. <laughs> but uh, you know, I got a bunch of great guys. You know, uh, you know, Logan has stepped in nicely to play, replace the Travis Tuloma. Um, you know, he's played nose before, and what we try to do is train, cross-train those big guys so they can either play in nose position or, you know, an end position. And so he's done in both, so he can play anywhere, just like Graham Rowley. You know, he can do either, too. Uh, you know, and then we have young Kesney, who, you know, came in a freshman last year after the mission. Uh, you know, he's coming along nicely, and we got a young freshman right now, Tavita, you know, who's coming along nicely. But, you know, every one of those guys and you know has a role. And so each each week, uh, you know, in, in their preparation, you know, trying to move them around a little bit so they can feel comfortable to play any of those positions. That Bronson kid you have is pretty good, too. He's all right. Yeah. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. Now you bring up Travis Tuiloma. He tweeted out that he might be able to play. He's hopeful that he can play against Michigan. Will Travis play against the Wolverines on Saturday? Yeah, that's what we're shooting for right now. Yep. And, it, you know, it looks good, so – you know, everything depends on the, you know, our trainers and our doctors evaluating. You know, obviously there's uh, protocols and tests that he has to pass before we can actually move forward with that. But, you know, this was a week that we were shooting for. He, is, he has made a big difference in the defense, and it's interesting because he might not even come up with a tackle, but he yeah. – explain what he does for those that don't uh, understand what well, the nose you know, tackle he's, is. Well, you know, he's playing the zero technique, which is, you know, nose guard, your head up on the center. And his job is 
uh, you know, to play both of those A gaps, you know, between the, the center and the guards. And, and he does a great job of just physically manhandling the center. You know, you would have to, I always tell Travis, look, you know, you got to demand a double team. Once you do that, then they know that they have respect for you. And so that's what he's, he's, uh, he's capable of doing. And, uh, you know, he's playing great, doing a great job and playing great versus uh, Nebraska. You know, and so, yeah, we do miss him, but it's uh, an opportunity for young guys to step up, you know, and, and uh, find a bigger role when somebody's absent. So, uh, yeah, definitely, Travis, we, we're looking forward to getting him back. Defensive line coach Steve Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation. I know that the disappointment of losing at UCLA was very real. Coach, we talked after the game. The team was very disappointed, but they seemed determined. How quickly yeah. did you turn the page to Michigan after that UCLA loss? Well, I always tell the kids, you know, Don Shula used to say, you know, you, you lose a game, you, you know, you got 24 hours of soak, okay? When you report into work on Monday, it's over with, you know? We don't dwell on it. We might watch the film that morning and, and get things corrected and stuff. But other than that, you know, you got to move on to the next game. You can't dwell on the pass. There's nothing you can do about it. But uh, it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate that happened and, Obviously, the biggest thing there we got we had a lot of missed tackles, you know, and uh, you know, you know, and, and any any of those big plays they had, you know, all we had to do is wrap up and tackle the guy. But it is what it is. So we move forward, and hopefully, our, I know we're emphasizing a lot of that and uh, this week and uh, short tacklers, and so the kids know that what they need to work on. So, yeah, like like I said, you know, we got to move on. 24 hours, wine, poor me, whatever, you know. But after that, you know, can show up with a smile on your face. Uh, it's a new day, and, uh, you know, we look forward to the next game. So that's kind of my attitude mindset going in each week. Coach, great stuff. We appreciate the time, and we wish you the best of luck in the big house. All right, thank you. Steve Kafusi on the Deseret First Credit Union uh, hotline. Your timeline, your future, your financial planning. Check it out, Deseret First. Our Twitter question today, who has been the most pleasant surprise in the 2015 BYU football season? He is looking good. Talking Travis about Travis Tuiloma. That would be huge for the Michigan game. Man. Up next, we wrap up BYU Sports Nation. Keep it here. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. We just heard from Steve Kafusi, the defensive line coach. He says that the plan is to play Travis Tuiloma at Michigan. That would be huge. Quote, he is looking good. That's awesome. Just That's pass awesome. those medical tests. Our Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need most DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Paul Lasique. He worked out his visa issue international probs and he's back with the chicago bears that a boy paul nice job Polly. twitter question who has been the most pleasant surprise in the 2015 byu football season at d young 1993 says tanner mangum for a guy we were all hoping not to see much this year he's been very composed in high pressure situations women's soccer moves up from eighth to sixth nice right there elite tweet of the day from at mv craig he said you're kidding right while Kai Nakua has been great and two-way Harvey is a beast, our backup freshman QB is hashtag Magnificent. Nice. <laughs> Thanks to Blaine Fowler and Steve Kafusi. Shout out to Mike Cronus for Jeremiah Spencer.